0: In depth analysis from former Wisconsin athletes Gosser, Bruceowitz, Butch. This is the Wisconsin Basketball Roundtable. Now, here's your host, Zach Heilprin, on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
1: Well, it was not a great week for Wisconsin basketball. Of course, they had their great win last Saturday against Michigan State, toppling the number 14 team in the country in a big. Uh, emotional win after the week that they had, where they lost Kobe King to a uh, transfer, they lost Brad Davison to a suspension, but they came back and beat Michigan State. And then trying to carry it on the road, it did not work out. Wednesday night, they go up to Minnesota, they lose 70 to 52, they trail by 20 points, by 22, I should say, at one point. And then the news comes uh, late that that night that uh, Eric Helen, the longtime uh, strength and conditioning coach, seven years actually at Wisconsin, had been put on administrative leave and then late Thursday afternoon we get word from UW that he has resigned. Eric Helen had been with them since 2013. I will read you the statement. This is exactly from UW and exactly what happened. This is the reason Eric Helen resigned. Uh, UW Athletics administration informed last weekend that Helen, while recounting a story from earlier in his NBA career, had used a racial epithet in the presence of multiple Wisconsin men's basketball student-athletes. UW Athletics confirmed that assertion on Sunday and they went on to say UW Athletics works to promote a safe and welcoming environment for its student athletes and staff and that the aforementioned language used does not align with the values of the athletic department men's basketball program or the university. Helen placed on administrative leave on Monday and did not travel with the Badger men's basketball team to Minnesota for the game's team for the team's game on Wednesday. So he steps away and it's just the latest in what has been a barrage of unfortunate off-court uh, issues, and, uh, and I shouldn't say off-court, on-court on too, but it goes all the way back to Howard Moore, losing Howard Moore to that tragic accident that took his wife and daughter and uh, put him into uh, a long-term rehabilitation facility last May. And it continued on into the Micah Potter situation where they did not have Micah. He was ineligible for the first 10 games of the season because the NCAA would not give him a waiver, even though they gave waivers to almost everybody else in the country. Uh, So they started out without him, and he's proven to be one of their more important players. And then you go on into the Kobe King situation where he has said that after thinking about transferring for two years, finally does pull the trigger just last week and says, I'm done. And the reason he gives to Jim Polzine the Wisconsin State Journal is, I feel like I'm a servant. I feel like Greg Gard does not care about me outside of basketball. He only cares about me as it pertains to winning basketball games. Same day that he announces he's leaving, then comes news of Brad Davison's uh, suspension. He misses the game against Michigan State. And then, obviously, just this latest thing on top with Eric Helland. It's been one thing after another for a Wisconsin basketball team that is 13 and is 13-10. It's been an up-and-down season, some very high highs, some very low lows. Uh, but uh, right now, as it stands, still in the NCAA tournament if it were to start today at 13-10. They've got eight games left here in the, uh, in the regular season. Five of them are at home, including on Sunday against Ohio State. We're going to be talking about all these topics with our former Badgers coming up. We'll have... Josh Gosser will have Mike Bruzwitz. And first, right after this break, it'll be Brian Butch. You're listening to the Wisconsin Basketball Roundtable.
0: And now back to the Wisconsin Basketball Roundtable. A McDonald's All American, All Big Ten first team, and Big Ten champion. We hear from Brian Butch. Now, here's your host, Zach Heilprin, on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
1: And we do bring in for Badger Brian Butch here on the Wisconsin basketball roundtable. Well, Brian, it was an up and down week. Uh, some more tough news for Wisconsin—a tough loss at Minnesota. Also, though, they did beat Michigan State in a game that, you know, really, you know, kind of maybe stabilized things. And then obviously things got a little un- unstable again here this week. Uh, both the loss against Minnesota and, and now the uh, allegations of uh, a UW staffer using a racial slur uh, in respect to Kobe King. And uh, so there, there's a whole lot of going on at the UW, and, and some of it not good, some of it good. I want to start with the Michigan State game. Did the way that they came out and played surprise you at all? I mean, they jump out to what? They were up 18 at one point in the first half?
2: Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say it surprised me. man. You know this team has that in them. Uh, you know, for this team to win, what they've got to do is just come out and get an early lead. And then they've got to make shots. Well, they kind of go hand in hand. If they get an early lead, you can see kind of that pressure comes off of them a little bit, and they're able to make some more shots. So I think that's part of what this team does. That's what they did against Michigan State, Uh, and that's what they didn't do against Minnesota. So, I mean, it didn't surprise me. I think it's a group of guys. uh, You know, obviously the Kobe King situation, that locker room had two choices. They could either come together or they could separate I think that Michigan State game answered all the questions that anybody needed to have. Was they were going to come together? They were going to play for, you know, their coach, play for each other, play for the university. You know, Tom Izzo had a great quote. I thought, quote, I thought that was a fantastic quote uh, by by Coach Izzo, and just you know, kind of put it out there for people that were questioning if Coach Guard should be around and what was this team going to do and and all of those things. Uh, when an opposing coach goes ahead and says that, I think that speaks more volume than. Than what Coach Guard could even could have even said.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, his his comments and it was it wasn't just one. It felt like there was a a bunch of quotes from him to support Guard. They have a lot in common, obviously, having taken over for legends at their respective programs and being assistants and not having been head coaches anywhere else. And you know, and and I think it's also probably fair to say that uh, earlier, you know, maybe you know when you were in school, uh, there was a little bit of a rivalry between Bo Ryan and Tom Izzo and. I think it had a little bit to do with you know Wisconsin going in there and, and beating them um, a bunch, and that was not something that Michigan State was used to, and then you know kind of even out and and you know before that game on Saturday, Wisconsin had not beat them in eight games, and I feel like. Tom Izzo, you know, is mellowing maybe in his older age a little bit. Uh, though his his rant against Twitter a few days later, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe will uh, throw uh, some dirt on that. But they have a lot in common, and I, I guess it kind of makes sense. At least it made sense in my mind for him to come to his defense in that situation.
2: Yeah, no, it made sense. Um, it it fit kind of what Coach Izzo was about. But I thought it was a it was much needed, especially when there was as much turmoil uh, going on. I thought that was going to kind of um soften that, I thought that was going to fade away. I, obviously it was wrong. Um, but um, I, I thought that was going to be okay. This is over with. We move on. And, and Wisconsin basketball moves on. Not exactly what we saw, um, as we've heard a bunch of things come out today.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they uh, go to Minnesota. And you know they've fallen behind by 20 points in three of their last four road games. The other road game they led by 12 and blew that lead. So what? Before we get into the other stuff, can you tell me what the issue is on the road? Can you can you pinpoint what exactly is, or is it something different every time?
2: Well, I think it's uh, you know for me, I think it's a, just a couple of different things that are there. Um, I think you look at the big picture uh, of what in, in not getting a lead um, is some of the shot selections, but. Overall, it's just playing in the Big Ten. It's unbelievable. I don't know what it is, but you go on the road and people don't make shots, no matter what team it is. It's just not Wisconsin. I mean, you saw a good Iowa team lose by thirty-six to Purdue. Like it's this isn't just a Wisconsin thing. Right. This is everywhere. Like it's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it where home teams have such an
1: advantage. Right. There's no doubt about that. But like Wisconsin, in in most cases, maybe outside of Iowa going into Purdue, it feels yeah. it feels like a lot of teams are at least in games. Wisconsin has not been in three of these games. Like, it hasn't even been close. They've gotten their doors blown off in the first half of three games so that the rest of the game is irrelevant. Yeah.
2: I think this is the thing. With this Wisconsin team, when they get the lead, they're really good. Now, obviously, they come out, they, they set the tone early. You know, against Minnesota, they give up 45 points. That's not Wisconsin basketball. 45 season, points in the first half. Season high. It, Exactly. Like that's that's not going to get it done. But when you get down early, especially with this team, they play loose with the lead. When they're behind, you see them tighten up a little bit. And then that affects the shots that they're able to take, first of all. The shots they're able to execute as well. I think when, when they have the lead, they're getting really, really good cuts, really good ball movement. When they don't, it almost seems like they rely on the high pick and roll and they're asking Demetric or whoever to create. And I think that's the biggest difference that I see, is when they have it, listen, they're getting great cuts, they're getting great looks because of the cuts that they're creating, because they're running good offense. When they don't have a lead, it seems like that ball just floats around the perimeter, and then it ends on a high ball screen.
1: Yeah. Look, there's there's a lot going on with this team, and it's not just on the court; it's off the court as well. And I'm wondering for you personally, you know, just looking at this as a former player and also as, uh, you know, as a as a broadcaster, when you see a team struggling in, in different ways, how much do these off the court distractions play into the issues on the court? Whether it's the Kobe King, a decision to leave, or Brad Davis in suspension, or now the uh, the thing with Eric Helen, how do these impact the team, and can you see it impacting Wisconsin?
2: Yeah, I think it does impact. Listen, these are eighteen to twenty-two year old kids. It's something I've talked a lot about. And in general, the season goes up and down. It's it's a roller coaster. And for me, I think the biggest thing is that's without all the other stuff that they've had. Now you have the stuff that they're having to deal with. It's a tough thing for kids to go with. And I think they rallied around each other for Michigan State. Coach Guard obviously said, "Hey, we had some good practices. We had a good shooter. All those things happen." And then you kind of get to the game, and it's almost like it was a a little bit of an emotional letdown, and you saw that play out. So there is a whole bunch of emotion that goes with this. Good, bad, and ugly. And for me, that's why I hate when things like this happen around a program, because these are kids and they don't necessarily know how to handle all of it, and it becomes that roller coaster. And that's what we're seeing right now. Um, you know, I thought maybe the win over Michigan State was going to you know, kind of move this along, but like you said, it, it hasn't. Um, so now there's another distraction that this team and these 18- to 22-year-old kids need to try to figure out.
1: I'm going to talk with former Badger Brian Butch here on the Wisconsin Basketball Roundtable. All right, let's uh, let's let's transition here into a little bit bigger picture, Big Ten uh, picture, because it is <laughs> – the race is still wide <laughs> open, right? Uh, we, we've thought Michigan State was the best team at times. Uh, they've now lost two straight – you know, maybe it's Maryland, maybe it's Illinois, maybe it's Iowa, maybe it's you know whoever it is. Who is who is your best team right now in the Big Ten? Who would be at the top of your power rankings? Not who's in first place, but who's who's the best? Who's playing the best right now? So we get
2: to do this next week too, right? Because yeah. it'll change. Of I mean, course, okay, I'm going to ask you. And I'm going to ask you. Can
1: you can let it yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask you until selection. <laughs> all the way up to selection Sunday, we're going to be asking this question.
2: Oh, isn't it something? This league is awesome. You got to love it. Uh, every night there's a great game. Every night there's a great matchup. Uh, for me, I do. I think it's Illinois, and it goes back to a couple of things that we've talked about. Defensively, they are much better, but they've got a closer at the guard position, and uh, in DeSumo. and he has been, and we he's closed out closed out numerous games. Obviously, we've seen him in person close out the Wisconsin game, but he closed out the Michigan game. He's able to get a basket when you need it, and then they've got some really really great bigs, young freshmen, and Kofi Colburn, and what he's been able to do. So I really think it's it's Illinois, and I think it's because the adjustment Brad Underwood did on the defensive end, he realized he was a coach that wanted to get in the passing lanes, continue to pressure the defense. This year he's made that change to use some analytics, changed it a little bit, softened up that defense just a tad, and made sure that they were better in the half court versus trying to gamble. And you're seeing a great result. So for me, for, for me I think it's the – um for me, I think it's, um you know, the Illinois.
1: And your dog kind of makes it sound like would, he, he wants Maryland. He's a little upset with, exactly. your, with your choice there. Maryland's won five straight. Penn State's won five straight. He's not, he's not happy with your choice.
2: I, I agree. I understand <laughs> that. I, I thought the same thing there. Um, I do like what Maryland brings. Again, I'm just going to go with the guy that I know is going to do it. Anthony Collins has been great. Jalen Smith has been playing much better. Yeah. But to me, that's the question. Like, can Jalen Smith do it? We've seen him do it recently. But can he be consistent enough? Anthony Cowell, we've seen it. we've seen him do it early on in the season. Can he continue to do it? Can they play at the level? But we've seen this from Maryland for how many years? They've got all the talent, they've got everything, and then they can't finish it. So yeah. that that's my biggest concern with Maryland. I think they've, like you said, they're at a great five-game stretch. They're doing a great job. They're, you know, Jalen Smith is playing the way that I think a lot of people expected him to play. But the biggest question is, they have the talent. They've done this year after year. Why are they different than what they have done in the years past? I don't. I don't have an answer. I don't think they are different. Yeah. that's why I go with Illinois because I think defensively, Illinois has made some changes to make themselves better. Uh,
1: a team that is below Wisconsin, at least for right now, in the standings, but not. I think it's only a half game. Uh, is Ohio State? They've won three straight. They went to Northwestern, got a win, beat Indiana at home, and then went to Michigan, got a win, and so they've they've kind of. I don't know, right of the ship. I don't know exactly any of those wins are great, but they're all in the Big Ten. They're wins. In, the in the Big Ten, yeah. any win is a good win. And so they've uh, they've kind of steadied the ship a little bit, and they come to Madison on Sunday. Uh, what are we looking at when, uh, when the Buckeyes come to the Kohl Center?
2: Yeah, you know, this is a team in DJ Carden. He's gone, obviously, dealing with some mental issues. You know, he's handled that in a great way. The young freshman Uh, really respected what he did. He was able to realize and just say, hey, I need some time away. And, uh, you know, they're supporting him. And sometimes when you have events like that, the team rallies. And it almost looked like that. You know what, you know, Caleb Wesson does, Andre Wesson, you know what they bring to this game. Kyle Young's been a really good uh, player for this team, too. He's kind of the glue for this Buckeye team. So, for me, I want to watch, you know, what Kyle Young does. It's not that Kyle Young is going to score a lot for you, but he's a rebounder. He's an energy guy. So that matchup between Kyle Young and Micah Potter at times, that's going to be enjoyable to watch. I think you've got to really, you know, keep an eye on, on Ohio State's three point shooting. Uh, if a Wisconsin can guard the three point line and get them off of the line, I think that's going to be really good. The other thing is, obviously, the win at Ohio State, we know afterwards they complained about how physical the game was so the other thing they'll watch is how is this game officiated because i think that's going to play a factor obviously losing kobe king there's more minutes that need to be filled if the bigs get into foul trouble that's a problem for wisconsin
1: yeah no doubt uh the other thing that's going to be happening on sunday is they're going to be honoring the 2000 final four team they're going to be wearing the badgers will be wearing throwbacks to those to those uniforms now you were Uh, still young and what, uh, eighth grade, freshman year of high school uh, when that 2000 Final Four run was made. But was it special for you? Because I think for for anybody that was in high school and young and uh, high school, college, like I was in high school at the time, it's it's something that you remember where you were because it was just so unexpected and so improbable.
2: Well, yeah, you know, they go ahead and they just keep winning. Uh, They beat teams that they weren't supposed to beat. And it was exciting. Like, you you never – Went into it watching game thinking they were going to win, and then they just kept winning, and they just <laughs> kept winning, and you know then then everyone was jumping on it, and then you knew the matchups that they had with uh, you know Purdue and the Michigan State, so you're like, hey, these are teams that they played before, you know there might be a chance here, and so it, it was an exciting time. I I love uh, Mike Kelly put something out there on Twitter via you know, Wisconsin basketball and said, hey, let's stand up until we you know first team score or they. The opposing team scores a basket, and I love that. That'd be great to get that tradition going a little bit. We talked about how do you get the excitement back in the Colts Center. Hey, that's a great way to try it. Let's let's give it a shot and see if that gets things going. So I love that they're bringing that back, too. So uh, And I love what they rep- represented. You know, they were the start of, of what Wisconsin basketball is now. They were the ground floor of, hey, this is how it's going to be built, and we're just going to be workers and we're not going to worry about what other people say about us and how we do it. We're going to approach every day. And this, like I said, that group got Wisconsin basketball going again and understanding, hey, this is what the foundation of the program is about.
1: Yeah, no doubt they did, and Dick Bennett was at the uh, at the head of that, and then obviously into Bo Ryan, and now into Greg Gard. And I just going back to what the press conference after the win over Michigan State, and, and Greg Gard brought this up. And this was, I don't usually take life advice from a press conference. It's rarely will I ever take anything from that and say, oh, that that's really interesting. I, I think that I'm going to think about that later on. But he said, never listen to criticism from people that you would not take advice from. And he mentioned Dick Bennett, and he mentioned Bo Ryan, and he mentioned Tom Izzo, and I think that's a that was a great thing. It just it reminded me thinking about Dick Bennett, uh, him bringing that up, and it's it's totally right. I mean, don't listen to don't listen to critics that you wouldn't also take advice from.
2: Well, no, and that listen, and I've I've said that I said it to you last week when we talked about the Colby King situation. Coach Guard is a great man. He cares about you as a person. He cares about you and the advice that he instills and in what he does. Um, is absolutely fantastic, and I think that's the big picture with all of what's going on. But um, you know, those advice that you're able to tell 18 to 23 year old kids is very important. And like you said, it it hits you as a as a reporter, as a you know, broadcaster, as a you know, a news guy that you know that that's the stuff he offers. Well, that's every day is what those messages he tells his players, and that's what makes him so special.
1: Yeah. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Wisconsin and Ohio State on Sunday. Uh, Brian, thank you very much. Thank you so much. All right, there he is, Brian Butch. Coming up next, it is Josh Gosser here on the Wisconsin Basketball Roundtable.
0: And now back to the Wisconsin Basketball Roundtable. From back-to-back Final Four appearances and named three times to the Big Ten's all-defensive team, We hear from guard Josh Gosser. Now here's your host, Zach Heilprin, on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
1: And we do bring in former Badger Josh Gosser here on the Wisconsin Basketball Roundtable. Well, Josh, uh, another eventful week in Wisconsin basketball. Some of it good, some of it not so good. Uh, Obviously, Wisconsin gets the big win over Michigan State, the big win that they absolutely needed to have, and they played great in the first half, held on in the second half to get that win, and then... Uh, go to Minnesota and get smacked and then have the uh, unfortunate story play out that uh, strength and conditioning coach uh, Eric Helland resigned after um, uh, it was found that he had used uh, racially insensitive language while telling a story to uh, some players uh, You know, a few weeks back. Now, obviously uh, you played – a few years there. I mean, 2013, 2014, 15. Uh, when when Eric was there, he's been here for seven years. Obviously, was a huge part of the team's success. As a person, is this a little bit out of character? You think? Yeah,
3: yeah. I, uh, you know, it's obviously a sensitive subject that I'm gonna stay out of, it, you know, as much as possible. And I, I can only just speak on. In terms of who Eric was and what he meant to our program when I was there, And uh, I mean, just a tremendous guy in terms of what he did for our program. You know, he came in our first Final Four year; that was his first year in. And he just brought an energy and a uh, confidence to our team, and, and really a stable, you know, guy that we believed in because he was a strength coach for Michael Jordan in the <laughs> '90s and Derrick right. Rose. And yeah. he, I mean, he had quite the incredible background to him. And uh, you know, I just I can only speak on. You know how we felt as a team when we were there, and we absolutely, you know, you know, enjoyed going to the strength room every every day and lifting weights and and working with him. And he gave us a sense of confidence and and got us better. And um, you know that's you know he, obviously it helped deeply into us making those final four runs. You know, his first two years there, we made the final four both years. So he was obviously a huge part of that.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And. Yeah, obviously, this is a, a tough situation uh, for everyone involved. And it's just the latest thing, it seems like. You know, obviously, you started with the. And it really goes all the way back to, to Howard Moore, obviously, on different levels, but it's all outside unfortunate incidents happening. And, and uh, the season has just continued to. It feels like just one thing after another. And it's kind of played over out of the court a little bit, at least I would think so. As a player, how would this type of news, not just the news with, with Eric Helen, but just everything, affect you on the court?
3: Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, that's been one, you know, stable force of Wisconsin basketball in the past 20 years, you know, eliminating those outside distractions. We never had, you know, uh, NCAA violations coming on us, you know, paying players, any of that stuff. We never had those outside noise. We could always focus on just playing and going to class and and having fun and coaches could just focus on coaching and getting better. And it seems like this is a rare year for us to have so many outside distractions so many so much drama you know that just we've never had before and it's it's i don't know how the team's handling it because i never had to deal with it too much fortunately it's just yeah it's been a tough situation and for for all the you know players and staff involved and just hope that they can continue to learn you know from mistakes learn from you know playing on the court and continue to get better as a you know athlete, a student and a person
1: yeah do do you think though it has impacted them on the court though
3: probably, probably you know it's a few it, it could bring a team together some of these distractions, but it's it's gotten to the point now where I think yeah, it's just there's so much outside noise, and quite frankly, you know the staff has to focus on other things now instead of coaching and you know, it's just you know you wish for the best for everyone, and I hope the players continue to to get the most out of their experience because you know what college is a short I only get four years at it. And there's four of them, you know, I know for me, there are four of the best years of my life. And for these kids out there, they work too. So you just want to make sure they get the best experience possible. and So hopefully they they come together and can can uh, get through these things and continue to play well. And But I think certainly it's it's affected at least a little bit, you know, how things have gone, you know, just some of these road games and things like that. Just a lot of things going on.
1: Yeah, and you, you speak about the road games, and it's, you know, Big Ten is tough. We heard uh, Brian Butcher earlier in the show talk about it. It's just every, like, Every road game you go to, there's no easy road game, and I don't think there's ever been like an easy road game in the Big Ten for the most part, but this year especially, the home teams are playing just such at a different level at home. We saw Purdue, but 61 on Iowa in the first half the other day, they had 100, <laughs> like 100 over 100 right. for the game. You know, Wisconsin has trailed by 20 points in three of their last four road games. That was unheard of just a few years ago, and I, I'm... Is it just simply that uh, it is so close uh, in terms of just every team being uh, so much better at home, or how do you reconcile that?
3: I don't know. I don't get. It. <laughs> I don't get. It. I mean, every you know, it's just human nature. Every single year, you're gonna you're gonna play better at home. You know, yeah. just, that's just the way things go. You're gonna play better. You're gonna be a little worse on the road. But this year, it's like every single team is really good at home and really awful on the road. There's no, you know, pretty good. Uh, you know, a little worse. It's it's just. The, the skewing of the the median line there is just huge. The range of outcomes—it's it's crazy. You know, a team like Purdue should not score 110 uh, points in the basketball this, game. They just shouldn't. I and mean, I think that just, it just shows how maybe not good Iowa is. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's just a lot of a lot of decent teams that I don't know if it's a toughness thing for the players. Like, every player is not you know, tough, and you know, it has the. The, the moxie to go on the road in a tough environment and come together as a team and, and fight through it with the 15 guys there, and they need that outside confidence from the fans, the crowd on their side, uh, to perform. I don't know what it is, but it, it's it's evident in not only our program in the Big Ten, but across the country.
1: And perhaps the good thing about this is is that the Big Ten is thought of very highly this year. Uh, there's going to be, I mean, there's right now 10, 11 teams could get in the NCAA tournament. So like losses like Wisconsin had at Minnesota. Isn't debilitating. Maybe in other years it may have been. You know, losing, losing to a team like Minnesota, who's you know kind of on the bubble, despite being I think eleven and ten or twelve and ten on the year. They're they're you know kind of right there. Wisconsin thirteen and ten, not really thought to be on the bubble, which is kind of insane to think about. But you know, it's all these teams are really really thought of highly. Do we think any of them are any good? I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? uh, mean, Not
3: not really. Okay, there you go. It's It's like it's like. No, it's it's true though. I mean we go on the road and lose to Minnesota by twenty and it it doesn't feel as bad because earlier the night Iowa lost by forty on the road. So yeah. it's like we just people just keep overshadowing and doing the same thing we're doing. So even and then we come at home and beat some good teams and, and get a road you know, so I just think a lot of I think a lot of teams are, are pretty decent this year. I said it before when we talked like the way I judge teams is how are you compared to past years? And I think if you look at the Big Ten the teams that are normally at the top, I think Michigan State fans say, yeah, we're not as good as we usually are. Michigan fans, we're not as good as we usually are. Purdue, Ohio State, Wisconsin, you just go up and down the line. I don't think many programs across the country, North Carolina, Villanova, Kentucky, I mean, not many programs are saying, yeah, we got a good team this year that we usually have. So I think that 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 also plays into why you're seeing so many kind of crazy upsets and not even upsets just so much parody yeah across the country
1: yeah no doubt again talking with Josh Gosser here on the Wisconsin Basketball Roundtable all right uh, look, let's look ahead to the game on su- on Sunday against Ohio State uh, simply because and you're way too young but I, th- I have to know having grown up in Wisconsin having you know been around the program having known who Mike Kelly is do you re- remember seeing any highlights from that 2000 Final Four team Do you uh, growing up at all?
3: Yes, I was. I was eight years old. You were, you I, I, I'm not going to lie and say I was the biggest Badger fan okay, in the world. Right. I grew up in Milwaukee and was kind of raised a Marquette fan. Yeah, you know, my, my mom and dad grew up in the Al McGuire Championship days, so Yikes. that's kind of yeah. I know I quickly <laughs> made my own decision there. Yeah, right. <laughs> but certainly I was still a Badger fan, and that's like my first Wisconsin Badger memory was was that as an eight year old kid, right? Just just starting to kind of come into his own, liking liking the game of basketball and things. So. And it's just it's just crazy for me because I I grew up watching that team a little bit and then teams in the past and and now you know Mike Kelly who was my mom's like hero on that team and my favorite player on that team he's now like a friend of mine and you know it's just it's just it's really cool that what Wisconsin basketball can do just the family the brotherhood um, I'm good friends with my childhood with my childhood idols and just seeing how much they came together as a team yeah I probably don't know as much uh, you know about the the Day to day of that team in the season, right. but I remember that final four run, and that's that's you know, probably most people remember ours too.
1: Oh, definitely. There's, I mean, no one's remembering them going 18 and 10 during the regular season, right. you know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> they, you know, like that's not what every remembers. They remember them beating Fresno State, they remember them beating Arizona, they remember beating LSU, remember beating Purdue. That's that's right. what it is, kind of like your 13 14 team, like. Yes, had a really good regular season. You started out sixteen and zero, but for the most part, I don't really remember. Well, I shouldn't say it. I do, but like I think most people. Right. No. Yeah. I think most I mean, people we lost
3: five of six. Yeah. We lost five of six games. And most most teams that are really really good in the country aren't, aren't losing five
1: of six. Right. Like that. Like right. But those are like the things sixteen and 5 of six, and then you go and, and make a run to the final four. Those are the things that people remember. Now your 2014-15 twenty fourteen fifteen teams a little bit different just because uh, there were so high expectations and people just remember yep. that whole year and, and you know and all that. Uh, it was, but that 2000 Final Four team is special, and those guys, they all came back the following year and weren't able to kind of do the same thing. Like, you guys came back all back, and you took to the Final Four. They came back. They lost in the first round, but it still didn't yeah. make that 2000 any less special because it was so unexpected. Like, I think that's exactly. what makes it so great. And, and kind of, now, you guys were a two-seed in 2013-14, and they were an eight-seed, but it was still, no one was expecting you guys to make a run to the Final Four at that point.
3: Correct. And I think I saw something online that was like, the the season before that they lost in the NCAA tournament like 40 to 32 or something yes. is, that, is that accurate <laughs> it, yeah so i think i think South- it's just that, that like underdog vote the the whatever the virginia under they come back from a huge debacle from last year when everyone was against them right. came together like that's the fun story that i think people love and that's what that team clearly had the like the toughness and just the fight and you know the perseverance to 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 uh, take experience from the year before and learn from it and grow and that's just, I think, what people, especially in Wisconsin, just love about teams like that. And I think they could relate to them. And I think they could relate to our teams too, going through similar stuff like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it was southwestern Missouri State that they lost to. It was, it was bad. Oh wow! Uh, it, it was, one, it was, it was the ultimate directional school. You know that. I, that yeah, I, nobody.
3: Does anyone even remember that? I I, I, I never it. even knew that till yesterday when I
1: read it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I do. I I don't know. I got one of those. I got one of those <laughs> negative, uh, pessimistic memories that remembers all the bad That's stuff. Right. Remembers all the bad stuff to go along with the good stuff. Certainly, the good <laughs> stuff outweighs the bad stuff in Wisconsin basketball. And and we'll see coming on Sunday, uh, what it looks like against Ohio State. They're wearing throwbacks. Are You a big fan of throwbacks?
3: Oh yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of us changing up jerseys. I wore the same exact jerseys all for my teams. well. Uh, not te- Besides the Times Tournament. Ugh. All right. I mean, you know how great. We, we had the same regular season jersey for my yeah. entire career. Nothing changed. <laughs> and then we had, we had a tournament jersey, but, you know, it's just, I like a little flair. A little flair, little,
1: little for sure. Yeah. No, I, we were talking with Mike Brucewitz earlier in the show, and they got to wear, like, the the white on whites. Like, it was, like, white yep. uh, when they did it. I was it. hurt
3: that year. So I think the, the one year of five years I was there, <laughs> we got one different jersey. I was hurt that year. I had so many yeah. on. You didn't get to wear it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but I will say this. Okay. Between the two NCAA Tournament uniforms you had, you got to wear. I shouldn't say NCAA tournament; I should say tournament because you wore them in the Big Ten tournament as well. Your junior year or senior? Which one did you like better?
3: So I, I still remember that senior year. I think people remember that with the stripe Ugh, across the the cumberbund for short.
1: The, the cumberbund.
3: I thought <laughs> the first time I saw those was I walked in the locker room and saw Frank Kaminsky wearing them, and if you know Frank, you know he just looks weird. Yeah, he looked terrible, and I was like, what. The hell are you wearing? What are we doing here? This is what we're wearing. And I thought it was the ugliest thing in the world. Yeah. Now when I look back, I actually don't mind it. Oh I, come I, on I, now! I, when I watch it on TV, like highlights. Of that, I think it, I actually don't mind it.
1: You guys, but you all Michigan's. Do you remember what Michigan's looked yes, like? They, they were blue and gold. They were way worse than ours. Yeah, they I mean, all white, the Adidas so. teams, all the Adidas teams were wearing those. They were, they were ugly. Um, but you guys were on the national stage. You guys were the ones who were beating them when you know while wearing them, and beating Kentucky. So, <laughs> um, but you'll admit the the, the 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 junior ones were better, right? Those were sweet. They, I, th- I thought they those were. were
3: cool. But I, I so the junior year ones were the shorts were like swim trunks. Okay, all you know that material. Yeah, yeah. Like that the is mesh. not. Yeah. It, it, I hated them. Yeah, the feeling of them, and the senior year, year one, yeah, with the stripe, they they were super comfortable. Yeah, yeah I, I loved the way those felt. So I I I seriously like the the second one better. <laughs> <All right. Hey. laughs> but my favorite ones of all time are still. I think the year I left, um, in the month of February, they oh, won yeah. the Black History Month. Ones. Those are awesome. Yeah, you know, the Bucky on the shorts, the, 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 those were awesome jerseys.
1: Yeah, the Bucky on the shorts makes it all because it's the old-school Bucky, and yeah, the the, the Bucky that went, looked like it wanted to rip your face off. Yeah, that was the one. Yes. Those are the ones that those, were sweet. Yeah. I those love the cool jerseys. Yeah, those for sure. Cool um, all right, well, we'll see what they can do against Ohio State on Sunday. Josh, we'll catch up next week. Yeah, thanks so much. All right, there he is, Josh Gosser, here on the Wisconsin Basketball Roundtable.
0: And now back to the Wisconsin Basketball Roundtable. No stranger to the NCAA Tournament and Rebound Machine. Forward Mike Brucewicz. Now, here's your host, Zach Heilprin, on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
1: And we do bring in former Badger Mike Brucewicz here on the Wisconsin Basketball Roundtable. Well, Mike, uh, as a Minnesota kid, I have to I have to ask uh how tough is it going to be go back to uh to home this off season after that butt kicking the badgers took on Wednesday night?
4: Um, you know, it's not ideal. I'll be honest with you. It's not <laughs> ideal. <laughs> um, it's very, you know what the way to describe it is it's similar to um I would say it's similar to being a Minnesota kid in Wisconsin when the Packers whoop up on on the Vikings. Um, you know, it's it's a similar feeling. Yeah. So uh it's it was a little rough to watch um you know it just minnesota just kind of got some breaks going um they had a couple guys kind of show up that have uh, have really not shown up um super you know last few games for them um, they looked really athletic um and they just kind of looked at almost a step quicker um almost in everything um and you know that's just kind of how college basketball goes sometimes
1: yeah, no doubt. I would say that Wisconsin coming off that win over Michigan State, and, and Tom Izzo talked about it after the game. Said it's easy when you've had a week like they had with the Kobe King situation and the Brad Davison situation. Uh, everything coming at, like going against them, and they come out and play the way they did against Michigan State, playing with all that energy. It's not so much the first game that hits you; it's the second game that you have to that you have to worry about. And it certainly played out that way. Would you agree that that kind of that that happens sometimes when you have such an emotional game one day at home and you have to go on the road? Into an environment where it's you know it's not a it's it's a pretty hostile environment in a game that Minnesota desperately had to win.
4: Yeah, um, you know it's emotional highs and lows throughout the season, and and, you know I've talked about this many times in this program is is eighteen to twenty two year olds, and like you said, they had a really tough week um, the week before, uh, you know, with a player leaving and just kind of a whole bunch of stuff going on. There was a lot of distractions, and it was like, all right, we got to kind of roll together. Uh, we got to come together. We got to win this game against Michigan State. And it was at home, and it was an emotional game. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, going to Minnesota, and Minnesota really looked like they were an animal with their back against the wall. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. They, they came out really hungry. They knew they needed to win. Um, you know, they're still on the hunt for an NCAA tournament bid, um, despite having almost a 500 record. You know, that, that, this is going to be the interesting thing within the Big Ten this year is it's such a strong league top to bottom and teams are just knocking each other out that, um, you know, every game is going to count. And, and I think Minnesota is one of those bubble teams. Um, so, you know, they needed a big win, at, especially at home. If they drop that at home, it, it doesn't look great on the resume for them to, to go to an NCAA tournament. And they really looked like that. Um, whereas, you know, like we said, Minnesota really looked like they missed Kobe King's athleticism. Um, you know, I really like uh, the freshman Tyler Wall, but, you know, replacing Kobe King with Tyler Wall, or Tyler Wall with Kobe King is – it's just not the same. Um, you know, physicality, Tyler Wall still looks like a freshman. He looks, you know, like he weighs 125 pounds soaking wet. Um, and, you know, some of these older Minnesota players, they look pretty athletic. Um, not that he, you know, can't be skilled and, and be effective. It's, it's just a it's a different mentality. And especially on the road, um, they could have used somebody like King and a little more athleticism. Um, and I, and I was a little disappointed in Brad Davidson and uh, I wish he was a little bit more aggressive. I like when Brad's aggressive. I think the Badgers are much, uh, much more potent offensive team and, and just a different attack when, when Brad's mindset is to be much more aggressive and not so much a defender and a glue guy, but Hey, I'm, I'm a scorer. I can play.
1: Yeah. He did not uh, play, play well. I mean, for, for, we'll have to be fair about it, I don't, there weren't too many guys that did play well. I mean, outside of maybe even Micah Potter who had 11 points and 15 rebounds, it was a, it was a tough night. Nate took, I think, 18 shots. He had 14 points. So it was not a, uh, it was, I mean, that, that shooting performance was their worst since uh, 2016. And um, that – I mean, it was 28%. It wasn't good. But just the road was – Yeah. I, mean, it's,
4: it's, it's, I will say this. It, it, the shooting percentage is not, not – you know, it's, it's a little bit indicative of the barn. Um, to be honest with you, I think the barn is one of the harder places to actually shoot the basketball – Sure. Um, it's an old-style arena. Um, those rims are really, really stiff. Yeah, and you know it was like we said, it was just you know one of those nights.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely was. But just road woes in general. Uh, they've trailed by at least 20 points in three of their last four road games, and two of those did. And I know you mentioned Kobe King, but Kobe King was on the floor for two of those games. What do you think the deal is when they when they go on the road because they had. Very little success at the beginning of the year. They started 0 for five away from Madison. Then they went and won three games on the road, including against two ranked teams. And now they've gone and lost four straight. Um, I, I
4: think it's just college basketball. I think it's just the ups and downs, man. And, and um, you know that like the the fact that they they got a big injection um of energy and just uh, ath- uh, athleticism and size when Micah Potter came back, and that's really when they started going on their run, and they got some some good road wins. Um, but teams are starting to catch up to them a little bit, um, you know, that team like it's it's an interesting concept, adding a player halfway through the season, especially someone as impactful as Micah Potter, um, you know, he really kind of changed the style of the team a little bit. And I think teams are starting to pick up on that a little bit more as well as it's college basketball Sure. Um, home, the home court advantage is absolutely a real thing. Um, you know, guys are at home, they get to sleep in their own beds, they have their normal shoot around schedule. And um, you know it's your home home court, and and it's it's just the thing in college basketball, as, as well as having that injection of energy coming from the fans. Um, and you know the barn is a very loud place, and especially when the Badgers come to come to town. Um, I know that thing was filled up, and and uh, it's just it's just one of those things, man. And if you look across, you know the Big Ten. I don't think Wisconsin is is the anomaly of having road woes. No, everybody else has had had that problem as well, and that's just indicative of. How good the conference is this
1: year yeah no doubt that said how much of an impact we talked about some of the distractions earlier but how many how much of an impact do these outside distractions have on a team whether it it is kobe king leaving or it's brad davison being suspended or now eric helen the strength and conditioning coach uh being put on administrative leave as there's an investigation ongoing into whether uh, a uw staffer used a racial slur in respect to kobe king i mean there's. There's a lot going on here. And then you we're not I'm not even talking about Howard Moore not being there and, and uh, having that stadium influence. I mean, how, how big are these distractions and how big of an impact is it having on this year's team, do you think?
4: Uh, I think it's having a pretty big impact. Um, you know, if you look at Wisconsin over the last 20 years, it, it's been pretty distraction-free, to be quite honest. Outside of, you know, Coach Ryan really leaving the program halfway through the season just to get his way so he can have Greg Gard become the head coach um instead of having them open up the the recruiting process to find a new head coach you know there hasn't really been a lot of distractions uh you know my freshman year um we had a couple guys kicked off the team early but you know just in general as a program as a whole there hasn't been really any investigations it's been pretty smooth sailing which is i will say it's an anomaly in college basketball um you know there's very small amounts of turnovers in terms of a head coach there's not a lot of guys that transfer out of that program um, you know, if you look at other programs across the country, it's it's one of the most stable programs, which is why Wisconsin has had such great success over the last few years. Um, so for this to happen now, and especially in the season, you know it started with Coach Moore in the summer, um, or you know uh, this past season, you know with the with the accident and moving forward, adding you know a great coach and and a co- upcoming coach in Orlando Tucker, but that still is a different style of injection um you know he's a little more young energetic and he's still kind of learning the ropes of college coaching and then you know all this stuff that's kind of getting piled on it's it's been challenging for them and um you know we'll see how this goes you know there's two ways it can go they can kind of fray apart and you know kind of go on a losing streak um but i think coach guard and i think these guys are pretty resilient i know they recruit really high character guys and i think these guys are going to come together and you know they're going to put some put some things together and they're going to put a string of wins together here hopefully and um, you know, go on dancing into the tournament and, um, you know, it'll be a successful season, I think.
1: Yeah, you know, good. the good thing for them, obviously, here down the stretch is that five of their final eight games are at home and they don't have, like, their road games are at Northwestern, at Nebraska, and, and at Indiana. So, obviously, the Indiana and Nebraska games, you never know. Northwestern's always a tough place to play, but it's not like you're running into, like, extremely, extremely hard, difficult teams maybe outside of Indiana. And, and a lot of the home games are certainly winnable, too. So, you, we, we've talked about it this all year, the number of wins they need to get to to get you know to the tournament to feel good about it and I, the number has been 18 all year simply because just how good the big 10 is if you win your final five games at home you get to 18 so but as this team is currently constructed for you what's the ceiling for it is it a just get to the tournament and you know maybe you'll win a game or, or what's the ceiling
4: um you know it really depends you know they've been really hot and cold this year um you know, offensively, you know, when they had a big output of shooting threes, um, I think it was was it Nebraska or Rutgers? Uh,
1: Nebraska when they uh, had the they had to hit the yeah, school record. Yeah,
4: yeah. You know, if they, if they can put that together, um, I would say it's an NCAA tournament berth for sure. Um, I I don't know if they can get out of the first weekend. Um, you know, for me, just looking at them, they're just not they're not athletic enough to really get out of that first weekend, and that's that's one thing that I've really noticed is. Is you either got to really shoot the ball at a high clip, or you got to be really athletic to win games in the NCAA tournament. Because it's it's a lot. It's a it's a different it's a different monster than the regular season. And um, you know the loss of Kobe King really kind of you know lowers their ceiling offensively as well as athleticism wise. So you know if they if they go on a big run, we'll see. Um, you know also defensively, they're okay. Uh, they're not great you know when I, even my senior year um or my senior i would say my senior year we we were not a great offensive team That's um, to, that's that's def- being
1: that's being kind isn't it Uh
4: yeah okay. that's being kind <laughs>
0: I'm,
4: I mean, so, that's I'm being sorry I'm we we're got, not a great offensive team we I, had moments where we, we had some some outbursts for sure but yeah. but defensively um, I think we were top five in the country. Yeah,
1: you're locked in. Yeah, you're a great defensive yeah, team. Yeah,
4: you know, you know, one thing for us was defensively, it would always keep us in games. Yeah. Um, even when we weren't shooting the ball well, and that was one of the keys for us. And especially, you know, even my junior year, you know, offensively, we were, you know, led by Jordan Taylor, and um, we had some some good outbursts. But you know, even then, we were, you know, every year I was in college, we were a top ten defensive team. Yep. And and you don't really see that with these guys this year, which is is you know kind of. It can keep you in games, especially when the ball isn't going in. And and for them, I don't see them as a top ten defensive team. So, they're not. Yeah. You know they're, they're you know they're they're not there. So for them, it's it's going to be you know an NCAA tournament birth will be great, and, and hopefully they can get out of the first weekend. But I'm not too optimistic out of that. If they you know they get hot, and it, that's just kind of the, one of the magics of of the NCAA tournament. You know all of a sudden you know a few months later, you know a month later everybody's going oh Mike you said they weren't going to get out of the first weekend and they you know they get to the sweet 16 it's like well that's the tournament so you know they they have a chance to upset some people for sure um I believe they're going to get into the tournament for you know I think even if they don't get to 18 wins they've had some impressive wins this year on the road um you know knocking off Michigan State at home was a big one for me as well as um the Ohio State one on the road that really showed some character and I think you know the committee really likes that and the Big Ten as a whole is going to be an eight to you know an eight ten nine bid team yeah. I think within the tournament.
1: So. Yeah, it's I mean there's you look around the, you look around right now and they've got ten or eleven teams in it and it's you know Wisconsin's like was an eight seed before last night so it's not like they're necessarily on the bubble yet but they do need to get to that eighteen win mark I think here in the regular season to feel good about where they're where they're at and all you have to do to look uh, at a team that can make a run is is the two thousand final four team from Wisconsin that uh, was about I think eighteen or nineteen wins in the regular season and. But they were, they were a lockdown defensive team, and this one you know, isn't there yet. But uh, there's still time, and, and uh, we'll, we'll see how this plays out as they take on Ohio State on Sunday. And they'll honor that 2000 Final Four team uh, at the Kohl Center on Sunday, and they're wearing their throwbacks, and we'll see how it goes. Uh,
4: I'm so jealous. I would have looked great in those throwback
1: uniforms. It's did, terrible. Oh, really?
4: I, I would have looked fabulous. I already know. Yeah. <laughs> been, my, my pale skin. Oh, it's great.
1: Well, you guys got to wear some uh, some alternates, didn't you, during your time? Like the ones that were we, like the white, the, the whitish with gray.
4: The all whites. The all whites were cool. We played against Nebraska. Yeah. It was like an all Adidas thing. It was before. That was when we were Adidas, and then yeah. they took a bunch of money from Under Armour. But yeah, the throwbacks will be cool for them. Yeah. You ship- can steal me a jersey. Let me know. <laughs> all be right. Great. I will do. Much appreciated.
1: Yeah, all right, man. <laughs> hey, uh, we'll catch up next week. I appreciate it. Again, that was Mike Bruzwitz. That is going to do it for this week's show. We'll be back next week. We'll be talking about that Ohio State game coming up here on Sunday and then looking ahead to Wisconsin's trip to Nebraska to take on the Cornhuskers. Until then, you've been listening to the Wisconsin Basketball Roundtable.